listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... Filmmaker and teacher Steve Medagliaco. And filmmaker and teacher Anthony Galati. Oh, wow. Was this uh, was this coup planned? Nope. <laughs> was this coup d'etat planned? <laughs> no, not it was a, not. Not a fan of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Steve could say it. I, I, I don't say know it. about you. I could say it. <laughs> You not, say, every, not everybody's got those grade A credentials. <laughs> you, you could say actor. I'll let you say actor because you've acted. acted. I've done some acting. I, I've I, done I, some summer I, stuff. I, everybody's a teacher. I want a lot of teacher. Everybody's a teacher. I've, In one way or the other. Who's taught? I, I, you know, I... You, you should say your real career. No. Mechanical engineer. You know, like... I'm not saying my real yeah, career. No, no one no. needs to know that. <laughs> So we're joined here today to in holy matrimony. <laughs> Wait, yeah, why we we we're, here? we're doing a wedding. <laughs> so we're here today to talk about a franchise I really, really love. Mm. The new movie that just came out about a year ago, delayed from the pandemic, The King's Man, which is the most recent movie we've done on the show. Yes. Yep. By quite a bit. Yes. We really jumped. <laughs> what is what is the is it Gladiator? No, it's uh the next closest after this is oh, Last Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we like to go old, yeah. generally. So when I picked this, what were your initial thoughts? You're lying. Me personally? Yeah. <laughs> I I've never seen any of these movies, but I knew it was like a quirky, like almost comic booky type movie. And I'm like, oh, Brian's trying to ruin the show. <laughs> I was in agreement with that. Did, did I ruin the show? No. No. However, I will say this. This movie, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It is one of the most batshit crazy movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this movie's insane. But yes. it's great, right? It's great. Yeah. I loved it. There is historical stuff in here, and they play with real history in a way where it is completely reasonable to put it on this show. Yes. So... Good pick, Brain. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I saw it in theaters, and like I was like, oh, it's a World War I Kingsman movie. I like the other two. And I was blown away with how much history is in there that's real. Right. Like, when I looked into the movie after, I was like, holy shit. Like, they were not fucking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they play, they play with real events and real people and in an <laughs> insane, bizarre way. But it's, and... like, but it's kind of real, like, what happened. I guess, yeah, some, yeah, yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> Mine is the Goat Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Just that sentence alone is, uh, and that's not the most ridiculous thing. Um, no, it's not. There's uh, weird gay dancing. Oh yeah, the um, ballet ballet dance fight yeah, well, is really up there, <laughs> especially considering the character who does it. All right, but so we'll get there. We'll, we'll get we'll there. We'll get in all of that oh, and yeah. more. Uh, can I say, um, watching this, <laughs> I thought it reminded me of a '90s movie. <clears throat> I felt like movies like this don't exist anymore, and I was pleasantly surprised to see they do because I'm a big fan of things like Men in Black and mm. The Mummy. Fun movies. Fun movies. Yeah. This reminded me of that kind of sensibility, but with a ton of f bombs. Like they're <laughs> cursing constantly, uh, and there's extreme violence. <laughs> This is, this is R-rated, right? Oh, yeah. 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 It's like it's like a fucking 90s action movie on crack. It's Zorro <laughs> on crack. And, yeah, it, oh, more than anything else, it reminded me of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is one of my favorite movies to talk about. I know it is yours, too. <laughs> it's awesome. And we both recognize it's bad. Oh, it's a horrible movie. But we love it. But we love it. Yeah. But this is actually a good movie. 
Yes. Like, this is a good movie. And, and in fact, the series is good. So there's two before this. If You've you seen all three. Known. I've seen all three. And I honestly, I could not pick, like, my favorite. They, they're really? all really good. This might be my favorite. Brain? So I'll tell you real quick my history with the Kingsman. Anyone who knows me knows what's my favorite movie franchise. James Bond. James Bond. Bond. Yeah. We know I'm Bond obsessed. Mm-hmm. So when the first Kingsman movie was coming out, I was, like, interested in seeing it. And I happened to win tickets to a screening in Manhattan of this. And the I was, first one. The first Kingsman movie. I was like, okay, I'll go. So I decide to go, and I find out the director is going to be there. And I had liked his other work. He did Kick-Ass 1. I think he had already made the second Kick-Ass, and he had made a movie I love called Lair Cake, starring Daniel Craig. Oh, with... with Miles O'Brien in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in it. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. And I was like, let me go. And I brought my um, my DVD case with me. Of Layer Cake. Of Layer Cake. And Matthew Vaughn gave a speech before the movie began. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And where I was sitting as he was leaving, I call him over to me. I go, Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn. And I wave him over. Mm-hmm. And he comes over and I take out the DVD case. And he's looking. And he's like, I've never seen this cover before. I was like, oh, I got it at Target. He's like, oh, cool. And he signs it. Mm-hmm. And nice. I was like, awesome. And he left. And then I watched the movie. and Kingsman. For, the Kingsman, the first one. And for a Bond fan, and it is based on a comic book, but I had never read the comic book. And mm-hmm. I do like the writer of the comic book, Mark Millar. So I'm sitting in the theater, and it is an R-rated Bond movie. Everything with Bond turned up to 11 and R-rated. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, you know, Bond sleeps with a girl. Mm-hmm. He fucks her in the ass. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like there's heads exploding and like all this shit. Right. And it's a violent R-rated Bond. And I'm like, I'm here for this. Because like if this was in a Bond movie, I may not like it. Mm-hmm. Are these a hit? Are these hits, these movies? The first one was very successful and the second one was too. This yeah. one kind of got fucked with the pandemic a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it, Is I, it the same actors in all of them? No, because this is a prequel. So Ray Fiennes is not in Ray Fiennes is not in it. This is a prequel to how the Kingsman organization started, Mm -hmm. which we see at the end of the movie. Probably some of the best action sequences done on film is this this franchise. They are incredible. I'll say this uh, real quick. If you've not seen the movie, we're going to spoil the fuck out of it, so go check it out. The other movies are 20 years old, so you you should know going in, but we're going to talk about a spoiler alert for everything. Yeah, we're going to break down this thing. So... Uh, let's dive right in, right? All right. Yeah. Why wait? Yeah, of course. We right. all we all liked it. I loved it. Oh yeah. I it was great. Oh yeah. I had so much fun. We'll give watching we'll it. give our rating afterwards, but it's they're going to be high. <laughs> I they're watched high. it with my wife, and there's a there's a moment we'll get to it where uh, there's a shock moment. My wife's jaw oh, dropped. Yeah. Mine too. She went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did so mine. So yeah. mine. Oh yeah. All, yeah. I, I'll tell you when I saw it. I in, laughed when I saw it in theaters. I was like. Holy shit. I left. I, I audibly just went, well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So I'll I went, say, that's the Kingsman. Makes so, sense. So I'll say this. I met Matthew Vaughn. I loved the first movie. I'm a big fan of him as a director. Mm-hmm. I think he is the best action director on the planet. And really? I will I will confidently say that. I will agree with you. I love every single one of his action movies. Mm-hmm. He is like one of the fucking best. Agreed. He, they're unique. They're not cookie cutter. They're all different. And he's not afraid to th- throw curveballs. Mm-hmm. You definitely should check out the other two movies. I think I will. I think you'll like them. I, I, I'll watch I really them. enjoyed this. I'll watch them with yeah. you because yeah. they're, they're fantastic. Watch, I'll watch them anytime. Yeah. Let's jump in. The first thing I want to note is that his product, Matthew Vaughn's production company is Marv, right? Mm-hmm. And their logo used to be the colorblind dots. 
Okay. And I was never able to make them out. Oh, oh yeah, because you're colorblind. I blind. couldn't. I'm colorblind. <laughs> I could not see what his logo was. And I'm wondering, it's dice now. Do you think that's like he was pushed to do it by like Maybe. accessibility people? I don't know. That that's a hard question. Just the current culture it's possible. we live in. It's possible. Maybe. Did you complain? Were you the one who had him yeah, change yeah. it? Yeah, I wrote to Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> well, he yelled at him when he, he saw him. He was like, him, yeah. you stupid fuck. As he saw him, he I goes, can't read your I logo. can't see your logo. <laughs> you ruined two seconds of the enjoyment for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie opens, and we are in South Africa, 1902. The Boer mm-hmm. War. The Boer War. Mm-hmm. And there are mass graves. Yes. So can you explain what the Boer Wars are? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that, but yes, I can. I, I can give you a brief one. Brief. The Boer War. So, many, many years ago, the Dutch colonized South Africa. They were the okay. first ones to do it. The Portuguese were the first ones to go there, but the Dutch were the first ones to set up a colony and have people living there. As with the rest of the world, Napoleon fucks up everything. <laughs> so, when the French took the Dutch, co- the Dutch homeland... The British moved into the Cape Colony and took it over. Because why not? Yeah. It's free real estate. Right. <laughs> free real estate. So the Boers who were living that they, those are the Dutch. The Boer means farmer in Dutch. Okay, so it's Dutch farmers. Yes. Uh, the Boer, the Dutch Boers who were living in South Africa at the time didn't take too kindly to British uh, rule. They didn't like that the British didn't like slavery. The Boers were very much into slavery. <laughs> So they decided to leave. They went north, and they founded a new country called the Orange Free State. But... The Brits aren't down with this program? They didn't give a shit that they went up there. It was okay. Fine. But something happened. Cecil Rhodes found diamonds. So oh. here come the British. <laughs> the Meanwhile, the Zulu, who are a tribe in the region under their new king Shaka, decide to go on crazy expansion and run a giant war against the Boers and start killing them by... The, they say that the the Zulu killed like up to maybe even five million people, not Holy just shit. Boers, wow. but people in that region, uh, other tribes and stuff. I want to uh, make a note of something because I, I don't think it's a there's a lot of appreciation for this. Um, our co-host here, Anthony, is not reading off of a piece of paper. He said, "He said I'm not prepared for this." He says, and "I'm not prepared for this," and he's doing an encyclopedic reading of the facts from this entire event. And he's not reading from a phone. He's not from a piece of paper. He's not reading from a laptop. It's off the cuff. I don't think people appreciate as much as I do that he does this. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Zulu, they started fighting the Boers, so the Boers asked the British to come and help them and protect them. Okay. Uh, so the Boers asked for the Brits. They for asked help. the British to come in. The British crushed the Zulu. The Zulu are gone. Yeah. Once that happens, the Dutch don't need them anymore. So now they're back under British rule again. They don't like that. So they start to rebel. And there's a couple of Boer rebellions. We're watching the last one when the movie starts. This is the end of it. Yeah. So the Boers actually win the first one. Okay. And they're being propped up by the Germans. Part of why the British have to get involved with this is because they're scared that in the event, obviously tensions are rising with the Germans in the early part of the century— that if war with Germany happens, they're going to have a German ally in Africa right on their doorstep be a of problem. an important colony. So they have to crush the Boers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And eventually they do. So we see at this point uh, there's mass graves. 
concentration, concentration camp is yeah. there. Is that real? Very accurate. So the British wow. had... The Boers were being, like, hunt, they, they were masters of, like, guerrilla fighting. Okay. And Which we, is how you beat the British. Right. <laughs> as we know. <laughs> they, the Boers actually, I think, are the first ones in a war to deliver a defeat to the British since the American Revolution. Whoa. Yeah. Right. So they the British lose the first one, uh, but by that... I think there's three of them. There might be two. But it's like Rocky, one, you know? Right, the, the third one they train. The British and, finally win. Um, I'm going to make love to your woman. And they do it. Show what a real man does. <laughs> I'm going to make love to your empire. <laughs> I'm going to steal your diamonds. <laughs> Come on, woman. <laughs> they do it by rounding them up and, you know. Mass concentration right, camp shit. Women and children, yeah. shit like that. Horrible, evil mm-hmm. shit. And you show they show it. Right. Huh? And now a past person we've mentioned on the show is there. Kitchener. Kitchener. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> How happy were you when you saw him? It's the guy from Game of Thrones. Yes. What's his name? Uh, the, the actor is Charles Dance. Mm-hmm. On Game of Thrones, he's Tyrion Lannister? Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's a great actor. He, he commands like this... Aristocracy about him. Yeah. He's all. Mm-hmm. He's the one of the most uptight British men ever. Yes. He is also in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Which one? He is in uh, King of the Monsters. Is that one a newer one? Uh, yeah. It's he's. Oh, it's like it. of the new universe. Mm. I like the old universe where Matthew Broderick <laughs> was a worm guy. That's the only universe. Let's get it's it straight. The only one that matters. The only one that matters. So. Kitchener's there, and this is real. He was really leading yes. the Boer Wars. Yes. And there's, like, is this a fort or a British colony? Just a concentration camp? It looked like it was just a camp they were overseeing, right? Like some tents. Mm-hmm. And then we see- I will point this out. So a Boer sniper shows up. Well, before that, we're introduced to our main cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where it's Ray Fiennes, Bond mm-hmm. alumni. And another uh, alumni of this show. Digimon. Digimon Hansu. Digimon is the champion. When I saw Digimon Hansu, I, I giddied like a little schoolgirl. I was like, oh, this movie's going to be great. <laughs> he doesn't pick bad movies. He's back. He's never in anything bad, really. Yeah, name and like he's not in any of the other Kingsman movies. No, no, he's dead. No, yeah, he's... Digimon Hansu's dead. No, well, oh, the, in the, the character, in the... Oh, oh, oh. He'd, he'd be like a hundred years old. He was about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> he just made a movie. I just watched it. <laughs> he hasn't aged a day. <laughs> yeah, love so, to see him. A boar sniper shows up. He shows up and he kills the mother. Yeah, who is uh, and nobody <laughs> um takes cover. No, at all. there's no real cover. It's all it's all tense. No, but he kills the woman and then they just like. Don't stop. Holding, yeah. Nobody does anything. Well, it's only one sniper. Do we know Digimon that? Digimon kills the sniper. Do we know that? Well, once he, kill, well, once the he kills him, the, yeah. the shooting yeah, stops. They don't know that. Well, well they, no they, they're still aiming, looking, uh, and not, everybody stops shooting. Taking yeah. an awful risk, especially with that little kid. Agreed. <laughs> well, he's in the, the well, carriage. Also, why would you bring your... <laughs> he comes running out. Why would you bring them there anyway? Yeah. Like, why, why are you bringing them there? There's no reason to have them there. Yeah, I don't know. They're there to die. They, there was a purpose a why whole, he was right. there, and there's I forgot whole, it. Well, there's yeah. a whole like. Um, well, he was he was charged with helping out the, the war there. No, no. There's a um, a subplot in this movie about aristocracy. Oh yes, and he. Oh, you want to wait till we get there? Or you yeah, want to talk yeah, about wait, it now? Well, it starts here. Okay, sure. Because the Ray Fines gives a little lecture to his son about how they're there 
to use their privilege for good and, and to yes, it's help the, people. It's the job of aristocracy and the rich mm-hmm. to show the path for the common man to yes, walk, right. to be a good example. To be a good example and to help. And that's why they're there. I don't know exactly what they're helping at this concentration camp. They're helping their mother get killed. Yeah, but <laughs> there it is. So she was. Um, so she gets shot by the sniper, but kind of like almost by accident. It seems like it was just like a shooting well, towards the, the general. The guy uh, curses Kitchener's name before he fires. They show that mm-hmm. he's aiming for him. Yeah, and then, he also hits Ray Fine's right. legs. Yeah. We like, have we have a yeah. real problem in the show with snipers hitting unarmed women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snipers apparently are not that good. But uh, <laughs> she seems awkwardly okay with dying in this scene. She's more concerned with her son never seeing war again, which seems yeah. like yes. an odd like thing. Like, she's not crying. She's not in pain. For. She's just like, Not even right. take care of our son. Specifically, make sure he doesn't see war again. And it kind of well, says it like that. Well, <laughs> like, they, like, they seem to be anti-war. Like, Ray Fiennes is anti-war, mm-hmm. and you know he told shit he did right. to her. And now they went there, and she saw concentration right. camps and, and all f- this. We find out later that he has a secret spy organization, so I assume he's already involved in that, and she knows that. No, he sa- I think saying. he set no, that, that up that later. that was set up afterwards. Okay. It seems. Yeah. So uh, the, the movie then cuts to the... Well, cuts to 1914. Yeah, I was going to say the present mm-hmm. day, but you know where the movie will mostly take place, mm-hmm. 1914. And we see uh, that the little boy is now grown up. Conrad, Conrad. is a man. He yep. flies planes. Yep, and he is with Digimon Hansu. Yes. Solar, I think his name is. No, actually, he's, he's flying a plane with Ray Fiennes. With Ray Fiennes, you're right. And they land. Oh, and he calls uh, Digimon Hansu Merlin. And, yeah, he's like later on. Yeah. He's like, well, he's like, you know, you're my Merlin, and my yeah, father's right, King right, Arthur. Right. They used to do that when they were kids. Yeah, yeah. he's Lance a lot. Yeah, no. and then they uh, together they train with like sword fightings. Yeah, like knife fightings, and it's a Afri- cool. It's like African knife fighting yeah, stuff. It's, it's a cool training moment. Yeah, and Gemma Arterton, who is also a Bond alumni, she was a Bond girl. She's hot. Yeah, she the was nurse, right? the nurse, right? Yeah. The nurse, yeah. Damn good sharpshooter. She was named Strawberry Fields in Quantum of Solace. Strawberry Fields. Yeah, that was my note. A hot marksman. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they had, I, you know, I she annoyed me before I realized that she was like a secret agent superhero Agreed. person. Because I'm like, who is this uppity nanny who's like <laughs> mouthing off to her boss and like demanding shit? Like... Where does she get her balls? Well, I also yeah. think that they've had like kind of a will they won't they relationship with each it, other. Yeah. They're you clearly get, close yeah, with each you other. Get, you get that um You know, and that's why he takes her into his office and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, don't like you could talk like this to me in private, right. but you Right. Yeah. He in public say that, but that's kinda of, In public yeah. shut your fucking mouth. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Basically what he says. You know what went down in that office <laughs> if that was real life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me about the swans. <laughs> the swans still there. <laughs> uh, Ray Fiennes is also in the movie In Bruges, a favorite of Which ours. Which is what we're quoting. He's in a lot of good movies. He's awesome. Oh, he's a yeah. great actor. He's also Voldemort. Oh, and Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's uh, Grand Budapest. I yes, like. he is. No, uh, you mean... Oh, Grand Budapest. No, yeah. he's not, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of um, the train movie. Uh, Red, Dra- Red Dragon. <laughs> Red Dragon? Right. No. No, Darjeeling Limited. What's he Red, is in Red Dragon. Red Dragon. He oh, is, yeah, he is. is. Mrs. Lee's changing? The, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's him? That's him. 
He's also the Nazi in um, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a, you. a list of amazing characters under his <laughs> yeah, belt. Yeah, he's, and really he's M in Bond. He's a great actor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who knew we knew his IMDb? So then he talks to his son, and this, I think, is one of the most important things in the movie. So Ray Fiennes talks to his son about how gentlemen used to be an insult. Mm-hmm. And it used to be something that was looked down upon, right? And that, like, it meant, like, you were Oh, he's weak. talking about, like, the barbarian past. Like, ancient times. and Not and even that. To be called a gentleman would be a sign of weakness. I think he meant even as far back as, like, the 1700s. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I, I think he was specifically referring to, like, like warlord times. You know, the Dark Ages. But, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I don't. They don't know specify. It's, it's, it's yeah. not really. I think both of you are, are kind of correct in mm-hmm. a way. But he's saying like now that we are gentlemen, we are civilized people. We should hold ourselves to a higher standard as far as doing violence, things, barbarism, yes. and yeah. fighting, and you know, being mm-hmm. an example and all that. Right. Uh, and he also says Ferdinand's ambition equals danger. Ferdinand, Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. And the second, the second he said that, you should be like, "Yep, I know where this is going." Mm, well, we know what year it is, just yep. if you did the math, because yeah. they, <laughs> they, they they show you it's nineteen uh, nineteen oh two, and then it fast was twelve years. Like, okay, yep, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about to pop off. <laughs> so the next scene is the when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, we're we're doing this," like because there's no blow, <laughs> there's no Blofeld in like the modern movies, right? So the next scene shows the mountain. The goat, the goat mountain. mountain. The goat mountain. Sickest elevator on Earth. There's a bizarre <laughs> plateau. In the middle of like... It's in the middle of Scotland. We don't know it's Scotland No, yet, we don't though. know. You're, you're assuming it's Scotland. Right. And it's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's yeah. a How high cabin? do you think that is? How it's, high is that? It's like a mile it's straight up. It's like Devil's Tower. <laughs> This thing could not exist where it does, right? The plains of Scotland is just, just a right. random mountain. Random mountain with a flat top. And Covered it's in got grass. goats. Mountain goats. Yeah. And it's the only place where these goats are, we find out later. On Earth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you think if you're an evil genius, you yeah. wouldn't be using those goats for anything. No. Because like, you're, you're going to be found out. <laughs> well, they use them to sell cashmere. That's how they're funding their operation. Right. So that, that special fabric. And he has a favorite goat, the bad, the bad man. Yes. Crazy There's horns. a bad man in shadows. Who's bald from behind. You only right. see the back of his head. Yes. Which I said, nobody at the table said, hey, I, I think the goat man on the mountain is evil. Right. Nobody thought that. He, like, has a, <laughs> he has a very obvious Scottish accent. Clear thing. And he's sitting at a fucking table with the who's who of the 1940s. Which... Of the, of the, of the teens. Did you know who they were immediately? Well, Rasputin... Well, we see Rasputin before anybody. Which yes. is utterly ridiculous. So I thought we were in here. Russia. Yeah. Okay. Right? Wouldn't that be a reasonable thing? Yes. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought we are in Russia because we see Rasputin. He's called that by name. And he comes in and he's late. And I lost my shit when I saw him. And everybody's mad at him. <laughs> he's late. <laughs> And he sits down at the table with the Matahari. Yes. Um, a real person. Yes. Gavriello Princep. <laughs> yep. Lenin. Lenin's there, yes. Yep. DuPont. <laughs> yep. Who else is there? Uh, there's th- more. There's Eric Jan Hanhusen, who I was not familiar with. He's a German advisor. Yeah, he's like a he's a hip he's a hypnotist apparently, uh-huh. and like he was like a performer in Germany, and <laughs> and he actually he's Jewish. He was actually a Jewish Nazi, and he oh, worked wow. and he worked with Hitler in like the early parts mm-hmm. of his career, 
and he kind of gave Hitler his speech patterns. And he told Hitler, this is how you work a crowd. Uh-huh. And he's the guy who taught Hitler how to, like, you know, wow. become Hitler. Right. And uh, so when you he saw this, up, he I didn't know who this guy was. I, I you, didn't, you didn't. OK, no, I didn't have a clue who this guy was. Um, I had to look him up. Mm-hmm. He he eventually was assassinated in 1933 by like because other Nazis were jealous of his standing uh-huh. and closeness to Hitler. Right. But him and Hitler were buddies. His Jewishness was like an open secret. Uh-huh. But he was like a hypnotist and performer. He was like a mind guy. Mm. Not too far off from Rasputin. He was into occultism, very similar. Uh-huh. Now, when you now you being the the history buff that you are, and I'm talking to Anthony here, uh, when you saw that table, were you like losing I, your mind? Like, like, what is happening? What, I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? You know, like he was doing. It, like I said, this is one of the most bonkers fucking movies I've ever seen. Like. I didn't know where they were going with this. <laughs> and it's a goat man on a mountain. He's on a goat mountain. <laughs> it's it's like I assume they it's were like Dr. Evil. Right? I, I thought, okay, well now we're there's gonna be communists, right? Like we're gonna go to the bo- Lenin's there. Right? <laughs> yeah. And Lenin, you know, should have been in exile at this time. He was not in Russia, so Well, he doesn't have to be in Russia, he's right. there. Yeah. He, I believe he was in Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. But Rasputin definitely in 1914 should have, was in the Tsar's palace, pretty much. <laughs> well, he could have been um, traveling for a bit, you know. Right. So they're forming some kind of play. He hands out rings, right, with animals on them. Yes. I don't get the significance of, of the animals. So they, all, they fight about them like it's reservoir dogs. Today. That's I wrote that it's a clear reservoir dogs right. thing. I was like <laughs> Matthew Vaughn is just a reservoir dogs mm-hmm. fan, and he wanted them to fight about the animal code names. Mm-hmm. So it's also a specter reference because they all have the rings with the octopus. It's the specter symbol. Oh, James Bond. And James Bond. He's shot from behind like Blofeld. Uh-huh. He has goats instead of cats. So you were loving this. A straight bond. I fucking I eat this up. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. They're gonna have Blofeld, and I th- I thought that they were going to bring him back for multiple movies, mm. and that they would do like a World War Two one with him, and he'd be like a main villain. Well, that isn't that doesn't happen. Right. So I was wrong on that one. I definitely did not want to see his face. The second they because in you the knew movie it was they be don't a show letdown. it. Because what yeah. could it be that it would be... Ex- unless it was somebody from the other it, movies. They had to do one of two things. Either go really ridiculous or go really subtle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give it away yet, but I was hoping for ridiculous. I wanted it to be silly. I wanted them to turn around and have a goat face. I wanted, you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Or like... It's Goat Boy from SNL. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or they just go really fucking crazy and just go, Teddy Roosevelt, it was <laughs> right, you the whole right. time? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Rasputin <laughs> gets a little like tortoise ring yeah. because he was late, and they show how evil. And they're talking to him like is. he's a prick, like he's a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the goat guy, he cuts off the horn of his favorite goat just to show that he's like well, not that to be fucked care. around with. Right, I'll even fuck up this goat if I want to. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then they all also have a cyanide so, pill yeah. in the, in the in ring. The ring, right? in the ring yeah. I guess yeah. if they fail, this was. We never understand why they're loyal to this guy. Or, like, why they have any investment in him either. It's Dr. Evil. So, basically... Yeah, it's Dr. Evil. (laughs) Dr. Evil's headquarters. (laughs) So, I think a part of it is also we have to uh, say what his mission statement is. Mm -hmm. He hates... England. He hates England and aristocracy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aristocracy. He hates it. Yeah. So, his goal is to get a big conflict going. He wants to kill the king. Which will end... You know that the class. Monarchy. He doesn't like the monarchy. He doesn't like right. monarchies. He wants to end that in all of 
like Europe right. and especially hates fucking right. England George because the fifth. he is an angry Scotsman. Mm-hmm. He's, right, he's mad. Scotland's been part of England about for seven hundred years. Yeah. He's still not he's over still it. mad about he's this. Just, yeah, he's pissed. He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real nationalist, right? You know, he's like a if you're Scottish t- nationalist. Yeah, and um, I will I will say a point about that later that I feel is what the movie is really about. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely things. All right, yeah, I, we'll think, I think we'll I know to that it. too. We'll get to it. So, so the next important scene, the which ne- uh, I loved what they did with this, I really did. They threw they threw a curveball. Is this when we see like Rasputin in Russia? No, no, not yet. Because uh, that was fucking nuts. It's, it's fran- <laughs> They get franzy. So the next, thi- oh, right. the next thing he that- sends an assassin. Well, hold on. The, the goat man sends Kitch- an assassin. Kitchener visits uh, Ray Fiennes at his house. Yes, and they have a talk about like about Franz, Franz Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that had happened already. Did we skip that? I, I think I said it wrong. I think my note was off. But yeah, they have a talk about Franz Ferdinand's ambitions equaling danger. Right. And what are his ambitions, Ant? See, that's what was... I, I don't... He didn't want war. In fact, we find out years later that if they were going to kill anybody, they killed the wrong dude because he... Yes, he did not like the Serbs. He thought they were less than human and shit. But he placed his own views over that of the Empire. I, I'm sorry, he placed the, the Empire over that of his own views. And he, obviously, he's heir to the throne. He actually had a plan. This was in his writings that was discovered after he was dead. The way Austria-Hungary, uh, because it's the Austro-Hungarian Empire, has kind of like a dual power with Aust- the Austria and Hungary. He wanted to add the Slavs as like a third part of that okay. to give them equal rights and stuff. So if anyone had a friend in the Austrian Empire to the Slavs, it's him. And they ended up blowing his fucking, blowing him away. All it takes is one crazy person. Well, I once, you know, I'll bring this up. I once watched a movie, it was called Sarajevo, and it was about, it's made, it's a Serbian movie. So it's in their language and shit. I saw it on Netflix years ago. It's about the investigation after the assassination. It's like a cop huh. trying to like piece together what happened. And in that movie, they suggested, and I've never seen this said anywhere else, but it makes a lot of sense to me, that German industrialists were building a railroad from Berlin to Baghdad. And I see where that's going. All of the countries that that railroad would have to go through were central powers countries except for Serbia. So you've got Berlin, obviously Germany, you go through the Austro-Hungarian Empire, through Serbia, into the Ottoman Empire, all the way to Baghdad. And if that happened, the Germans would have a railway link all the way to India, practically, thus threatening the British Empire. So this movie suggested that there was that the Black Hand, who is the terrorist organization that backed up the young Bosnians, who Gavriel Princep was a member of. They're nationalists. Right. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the Black Hand was actually funded by the German railroad people. And That's interesting. And they had interest in starting a war with Serbia so that, because you, you would assume if, you, if the rest of the world didn't get involved, that the Austrian Empire could easily conquer Serbia. Which is probably what would have happened. Which is what they wanted. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we get this... Ray Fiennes goes to Sarajevo. Yeah. He's in the car. He's yeah. in the car. <laughs> when you, he gets to the car, you go, oh, no. When, when, when you saw him in the car, I was what? Like, I was like, 
are they really doing this? Yeah. <laughs> but that was me when I saw it. The hysterical <laughs> thing that they did was the bomb. The bomb's real. I love it. I love how yeah. they did it, that the, the sun hits it with an umbrella. Yeah! <laughs> So I'll say this. Brian I, called me. I call, yeah. So I, obviously I know he's assassinated, yeah. but I never looked into the details like how, how it went down. Because it, ultimately it doesn't matter. But when I saw no. it depicted in this, I was like, I got to know. <laughs> so, and like I, I called it in as I'm driving home. I was like, I gotta, we got to talk about uh, the Archduke. First World War. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And I, and I tell him the scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, so. And that was when I was like, this movie's genius. Yeah. There in the movie, he acts alone. He wasn't alone. Yeah, there he were, had five people. Yeah, there was a whole crew. And not him, but another guy threw a bomb at the car, and it didn't go off. It went under, like, they drove over it, and it blew up the car behind them. Which, which is exactly which what, happens, exactly what movie, happens in the movie. Yeah. The Archduke goes and gives a speech. Goes to the hospital. Well, no, he goes to he give goes and gives a speech. Kind of makes a joke about what happened and decides he wants to visit the guys in the yep. hospital who just got blown up. Now, the driver was not aware of this change of the route, right? that they were going to do. So he makes a wrong turn. And the guy uh, in the backseat, not, not the Archduke, but the guy with them, I think he's a general, is like, no, 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 we have to go this way. So now they go down this alley and they and the the conspirators think, oh, we fucked up. We missed our chance to kill him. They have to back up and go back the other no, way. No, they, they gave up. They I'm, I'm talking about the terrorists now, the black. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. they're done. They, they're like, ah, fuck. So Gabriel Princep, he thinks the plot failed. Goes down to a cafe and starts eating a sandwich. He's a, yeah, he's eating a nice sandwich. He's eating a sandwich. All of a sudden, the archduke drives up right in front of him and starts making a K turn right in front of him. <laughs> so he's like, holy shit! Jumps up, pulls a pistol out, kills the archduke and his wife. He swarmed within right. five seconds, and he takes the cyanide pill, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Which is um, why his which is why his cyanide pill in the movie mm-hmm. is empty mm-hmm. when they go to investigate him later. This is just how it happened. The, the wife died pretty quickly, and Franz died not long after, but he actually spoke a little bit. after He was talking to his wife, and he was like, you have to stay alive for the children. That didn't happen, obviously, and war. Yeah, you know? um, and the reason mm-hmm. for the war is that now it's an international incident. It's right? actually not yet. It's not yet, but there's, a, you know, if you read the the Guns of August, which is kind of a breakdown of that first month, mm-hmm. like it's it's the first month of the war and, and the events leading up to it. It is one of the most confusing and just roller coaster rides of human events that has ever happened. I I, I think it's a infinitely fascinating moment in history. Is is just from that moment to the Germans breaking through Belgium. You know, it's fucking nuts what happens after that. And just all the alliance systems crashing down on each other. So uh, basically the lo- the shortest version of it is that Russia is allied with the, the Serbs. Serbs. Austria wants to declare war on the Serbs. Germany gives them a blank check and says, we will back you in whatever you do. Russia says, we are the protectors of the Slavs, and we're going to back them up whatever you do. France is in a locked alliance with the Russians and says, we'll back up whatever the Russians do. <laughs> Britain tries to stay out of it, but they have a treaty with Belgium that says, if Belgium is attacked, we have to get involved. Belgium is on the way to Paris. The Germans already have the Schlieffen plan already in, the, in their back pocket, which they've developed decades ago, where if in, in case of war with France, break glass, we use the Schlieffen plan, which involves railroading right through Belgium. So once their borders are violated, the British get involved. 
and that is the short, short, short version of how the world, the First World War started. Basically, we're going to turn them into waffles and get right to France. Mm-hmm. Get those nice Napoleons. Right. A lot of proxy wars. Yeah. It is, it is a, a crazy, crazy system of alliances that just collapses. Bismarck never would have allowed this. And now in the movie, they kind of go into some explanation. Yeah, they treat the monarchs like kind of cartoon characters. It is, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, one of my notes was, well, that feud is really simplistic. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know this for sure. I don't think they were roughly the same age, so I don't think they were kids together. Um, but they definitely were all they cousins. Do, yeah, right? yeah, they were all related and they knew each yeah. other. Well, cousins play together regardless of age, usually. Yeah, I, I, they have this whole thing about the other two guys giving uh, Wilhelm shit. <laughs> uh, I do know this. Well, he's got a fucked up hand. He was born in England. And his doc- the doctors that when he when his mother gave birth to him said whoa they made <laughs> some mistakes and they're the reason is he has that withered arm ah. they botched him and he blames they, le- they left the arm in the vag blames <laughs> the English he blames the English for that and he d- he did that till the day he died he has this grudge against Britain he wants a place Germany wants a place in the sun that's what they called it and they have this naval race before that it's it's like this long standing sibling rivalry almost yes with familial rivalry with the british empire he wants it he wants germany to replace them as the world power so mm-hmm. king george does not want to have a fight happen he doesn't want a war the czar immediately wants a fight like in the movie <laughs> Yeah. Zara's is uh, like, let's go. And also he has Rasputin whispering in his ear in, in a That's really true. creepy, creepy way. Which, yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait, so I want to talk. We got to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. All right. So then we get a, my, one of my favorite signature shots of Matthew Vaughn. It's in all his movies. So he'll mm-hmm. pan to like one object and it will smash cut to another scene where that same object is there. And he does that with a mustache here. Yeah. <laughs> Where it oh, zooms in on such, one of the czar's so mustaches. Ridiculous. And then it smash cuts to Kitchener's mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about the war. Right. And yeah. the world World War One begins. And then we find out that Ray Fiennes is ha- like was involved in a Sudanese massacre. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. They don't really get into it. I'm he's, assuming he's fighting like Arab tribesmen. So I'm assuming that would be kind he, of yeah, when like the four feathers like, four, after yeah, after right. the reconquest of the Sudan. Yes, I assumed that's what right. it would have to be. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? It's funny that we're kind of in that era. Like, really, <laughs> it's very important, right? And you, you well, the reason so. why you you see that uh, that backstory is the son wants to go to war, right? Yes, we didn't mention that. Conrad is yeah. desperate. He really to go wants to, war. to go to war, so, right? And he wants to join up. He receives a white feather in town, which is a symbol of mm-hmm. your cowardice. Now, is that true? I, I love this. So that was a thing that the British government absolutely encouraged mm. was for young women to get together and go around towns and find men of fighting age and if they were not in the service they'd hand them a feather which signified that they were cowards and they wanted they essentially wanted to shame guys brutal psyops into joining up the movie the four feathers is about exactly that four friends go to war the fifth one is given a feather for not going and he goes after them 
Okay, goes, this sounds awesome. He goes into yeah, the Sudan pretty. to... I get, to is this a movie we're going to uh, touch oh, upon? Oh, we'll be one watching day. that one at some point. <laughs> uh, it's a great movie. But yeah. So that's pretty cool. So he wants to go, and his father is like, uh-uh. No. And, and he starts to have flashbacks of his time in the war, which is just murdering people who are just defending their home. Yeah, he's like, you don't know what war is. You yeah. don't want to go to this. Mm-hmm. So then we, the next thing we see after this is we see Rasputin with Alexei. Yeah. With the kid. <laughs> he's so <Yeah>. creepy. <laughs> so he, in the movie, so he deliberately poisons Alexei <laughs> to, like to give yeah. him a seizure. To give him a seizure. And he's like, oh. And he's holding him in this white palace. Yeah. yeah. And he's frothing at the mouth. And he's like, Your only country I- needs this boy. Are you going to let him die? <laughs> only I can save only him. Only I can save him. In order to do this, you have to, like, Pull out of the war. Okay, let's talk about this. All right, I love. You want to talk about Rasputin in general? His character. We got to talk about Rasputin. We got to talk about why Russia's in the war. We got to talk about a couple of things. All right, let's do it. So, why is Rasputin even a thing in real life? Do you know why? Yes, I looked into this. Okay, go ahead. So, Rasputin is a dude who's a monk, right? He's from out in Siberia. Yeah, he's be. Like he lived a life and became a deeply, deeply religious man. He and is associated with a cult called the Christie. Yes. Uh, well, that's that's after. I'm talking about how he rose to prominence. Well, this is a young man. He he encounters these people out in the fucking boonies of Siberia. They're these this Christie cult who feel that they can get closer to God through extreme sexual acts. Yes. They have like orgies and stuff. Yeah. Basically, he's a complete um, sexual deviant. Yes. So they were pretty accurate with this then. Well, I've never once heard of him being a homosexual. But you know you what? Can, I you think can, you know what? You could assume that. I if, think if they're like, if they're that, if they want to make that jump in this movie, I'm not going to get mad about it. Yeah. yeah. But I have. But he is absolutely known far and wide for, for fucking everything. Women. He swung and it around. There's rumors that um, he fucked one of the princesses. He was fucking mm-hmm. the queen. The, the Tsarina mm-hmm. is, yeah. is rumored. I don't know how true that is. Um, That's why he wore the long cloth because he had to cover his hand. Everything I've ever heard about uh, Alexander and what is Mrs. Alexander? No, I'm Alexander. Nicholas. Nicholas and uh, Alexandra is her name. Right. Okay. They really loved each other. Like it. Like it was not like a shotgun wedding, like you see in some monarchies. Yeah. They married for love, and I don't. That's why they didn't last. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it bit them in the end. Like they're, yeah. they're, they are a lot of why the revolution happened, them personally. If it was handled in better ways, they could have prevented it. But let's talk about Rasputin. He, well, can Alex- I? Yeah, go ahead. So Alexei was a hemophiliac. Yes. At some point, probably. He, he comes across the, uh, the Tsarina's. Is that the, print, the queen's name, basically? Yes, that's her title. Yeah, the Tsarina. He comes across one of her cousins, and he does something which impresses her. And the, the, he's like, introduce me to, you know, the... The print, the czar and Tsarina. And they're like, okay. And he basically is able to kind of stave off Alexei's hemophilia at different times when he's going to be pronounced dead. Right. And because of this, they they give unquestioned belief to him that he can heal their son. Right. And she has complete faith in him. Yes. And he gets privileges in the ear of the of the czar. Yeah, and he becomes and a, at the table. It has to be said that the general court, only people very close to the family, uh, the people certainly don't know the regular people that the Czarevich is a hemophiliac. 
So all they see on the on the outside is that this crazy fucking priest is hanging around the Zarin's arena and influencing them. And keeping their son alive. Well, they don't know that. Oh, okay. So um, they just see that the monk's there. <laughs> right. Um, and there's assassination attempts. There is a story that I should point out that one time he had a hemophiliac episode and Rasputin was not there. He was away. So they called him on the phone and were like, he's, uh, he's, you need to do something. He said, don't do anything. He said, God has heard your prayers. Yep. Don't let the doctors bother him. Yep. And he'll be fine. Now, it is thought that the doctors were probably giving him aspirin, aspirin which, which is, is a blood, blood thinner, thinner. Which yeah, makes, exactly, which would make the hemophilic episode worse. But sure enough, the Zarovich got better. Rasputin is now aces in the book in the eyes of the Tsar, so he's going to be hanging around. And uh, he made the prediction, a prophecy, that I will the... be on a typo negative album cover. <laughs> right, he said <laughs> Pete Steele is going to love me and make weird Russian accents in that one song Beaver hates. Which song? Uh, so it's it's not. It's, it's on that half, album. Yeah, it's halfway through. Yeah. Okay. It's halfway through the song. He starts chanting in Russian, and I'm like, why Why are you doing this? I love that album. The album's great. I have to shut it off every time. But he predicted that, he said to the Tsar, he said, if you go to war, it will be the end of the monarchy. And sure enough, he was he, proven correct. Yeah. But yeah, he's this weird mystic that the people don't quite understand why he's there, and they definitely have suspicions about him. And there's other religious cults and like sex in Russia that want him dead mm -hmm. like he's shot at and stabbed and like people get arrested for trying to kill him he's disliked by the monarchists you know the people in the court because they feel he has an undue ear of the ear leader. of the czar and he's disliked by the regular people because he they think the czarine is sleeping with him and they think he's like almost satanic you know and they weren't too far off <laughs> yeah like they really weren't like they, um, their suspicions were were very much valid so back to the movie like this scene of him he is so weird it's so bizarre he's hold, he's holding the kid the kid's the frothing kid's at the mouth and the czar and he's yelling at the czar <laughs> you must pull out of the war no he wants him in the war no i thought at this point he's pulling him out of the war on the behest of the um well this is this is oh, just did we fast forward like a couple of years yeah i think we skipped like the uh -huh. war is like hot already mm -hmm. and this is the point where they want now they basically want russia out of the war they do a cool scene they do a cool little like montage scene where they show uh, a field and the the bad guys talking over it yes and he's like Oh, uh, we accomplished the war accomplished in months what would have taken years for us to in do. In two years yes, we accomplished right. what what would have taken like decades. decades, yeah. Right. And it shows all the destruction the formation of the trench system. Yeah. Yes. Which is really cool. It almost yeah. looks like it's making uh what's that zone? Uh, no man's no land. man's land. Yeah. That's right. what it looks like. Yeah. Yes. And they're talking that now is the time for Russia to pull out so the full focus can go on to England. So the Germans can mm -hmm. yeah. and they could destroy England. France is not mentioned at all in this movie, by the way. No, they're not. They're not important. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this movie's made by a Brit, so it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's like, fuck the frogs. And there's uh, a scene where they have, like, uh, the trench guys in trenches going fix bayonets. And every time you hear that, it's like, you're dead. Why even bother? Why even put the bayonet on? You're going to get up and just get shot. Like, come on. So, anyway, Rasputin basically gets he the czar. He gets the czar on his knees with his wife, and, like, 
Gives them opium. Gives opium, them opium yeah. from across and makes it look like they're receiving his cock. Yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah. jizzing on them. It's very it's, graphic it's overly and sexualized. Weird. Yeah. yeah. His whole character is overly sexualized, right. which I guess the guy sense. was. I mean, but, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but he's like openly talking about fucking men later on. Specifically young boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which gets even weirder because then it's like, wait, I don't I don't know like we'll get to that scene. But, like, you, you think he's going to try to fuck a young boy, and it's like, is he about to fuck a grown man? Is he about to fuck a grown man? <laughs> I, I, is that happening now? I don't know. Like, <laughs> so the next scene after he saves the kid and gives them, like, the opium, right, uh-huh. yeah. is Kitchener, like, talking to them about how they need to send we need to send to some people to Russia to convince them to stay in the war so we could fight Germany. Mm-hmm. Kitchener's like, I'm going to go over, and I am going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm gonna you know go to Russia and Aunt, what happened in real life in real life Kitchener went on a survey mission to Russia the HMS Hampshire that's correct and the purpose of it was to kind of assess their supply lines and things like that to reinforce the Eastern Front they were worried about uh, how the Eastern Front was possibly collapsing after the Battle of Tannenberg and stuff it hit a mine the ship and it went down, and Lord Kitchener was never seen again. Our pal from Khartoum. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> the sea is utterly horrifying. Any, any, anything to do with the ocean is I was, terrifying. I was thinking about this watching this. Being a captain going down with the ship is the worst way to die because you're going <laughs> to drown. And they say that's like the worst. Like, you should put a gun in your mouth. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Or ice freezing. It's, 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 it's not, not fun. It's not nice. No. No. He's probably, not, I'm just thinking about this now, he's probably the highest ranking guy in the war to die. To in Well, like you said, he had legendary status. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's the, on the he's poster. The poster. <laughs> they show it in the movie. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they change it to his face. To, yeah. To, uh, in in real life, face. that yeah. has to be really bad for morale. Sure. Like yeah. that, oh, man. Yeah, Seeing, yeah, yeah. If that ha- Especially if that's your dude. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you guys know how it was sunk? Because this is a little interesting, and I thought this kind of tied into the movie. There are conspiracy theories about it, but uh, I've, the official story is that it hit a, a German mine. Yes, but this is what happened. Fritz Jobert Duquesnay, Duquesnes. He's That's a, a boar. He's a boar and German spy. Is it Duquesne? It's D U Q U E S N E. Duquesnay, Duquesnes. I don't know. Duquesnes. Whatever. Duquesnes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He pretended to be a Russian count, and he joined Kitchener in Scotland. He then signaled a German U-boat shortly after they left, informing them that Kitchener's ship was coming. He was then rescued by submarine as the New Hampshire sank. Mm -hmm. In the 30s and 40s, he went on to run a spy ring for Nazi Germany. He was captured in America along with 32 other Nazis, and it was the biggest espionage conviction in United States history. Really? Yes. Wow. So I kind of— Was this the the submarine thing on Long Island? I don't know about that, Mm -hmm. but I do know that he went on a submarine on this. And when you think about the movie, and we know the movie, I think that the bald guy— is not f- like f- uh, Dukne, but I think he's inspired by him definitely because mm-hmm. it's like the Scotland guy. He's on the boat. Right. Well, right? in the movie, a German U boat torpedoes the ship. Yes, which is what they're saying happened. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's a little interesting tidbit that the movie was playing with. Right. Anyway, the next thing that happens is Ray finds is tells his son, like his son's pissed. Kitchener's dead, mm-hmm. and he's like he also uh, Kitchener kept him kept his son out of the service, like he on yep. Ray finds. Yes, he request. wasn't going to let him serve. Yeah. Also, we find out that. Their cousin is Felix Yusupov. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Well, now the, the the famous spy line that you always know spy shit's going to go down. Follow me and you pull something. Yes. And he pulls the briefcase and it opens up, the bookcase, and it opens up. And now we have their HQ. It's a secret tunnel, which secret I think room, houses yeah. need more of these. We need more I, secret rock tunnels. I would tunnels. kill. You gotta make one. Like, how awesome would it be to have something like this in your house, right? You're a homeowner. You could do it. <laughs> I can barely fucking keep the lights on. If you're <laughs> I'm listening, building secret tunnels. If you're now. listening, and you are an architect type of person, we need your help. <laughs> we need a tunnel. You know an architect, right? Uh, Art Vandalay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's also an importer exporter. <laughs> So um, chip. so now we find out about how this spy ring operates and gets their information. The Steve, help. The help. It's the help. Yeah, there's maids and butlers everywhere. It's a secret that, spy ring Because so of many of them are trained in, in, England. in England that they can communicate and get the <laughs> uh-huh. info that way, which is a nice, clever thing, I thought. It, uh, is that yeah, true? Yeah, I don't even know. Clever. I feel like it's like when I think of a butler, it's always like an uptight British guy, yeah. right? It, yeah, and if, if you also think about who has easy access, it's like, cleaners they have access to everything right. so now we get to my favorite sequence of the movie everything in the in russia. russia oh my god yeah but well, we so find out well hold on their we cousin find out is their Fiel- cousin's Fiel- like yusupov <laughs> who sends them a letter like you gotta come kill rasputin <laughs> you know, in reality he's the one who killed rasputin so right? yes in reality uh, this, <laughs> this kind of is based on reality because he did throw a party yeah, yeah. where yes. he where he assassinated rasputin yes and the events of the movie though they are stretched out are kind of how it happened well, they, they stay kind of true. Let's talk about it. You find I out may have the year wrong on this. <laughs> it might be earlier, uh, but in 1916, uh, the Tsar dismissed his uncle, who was the head of the military, and he took over control of the war effort himself. Now, this was a bad move because everything bad that happened in the war now was directly blamed on him. And because Rasputin was around, a lot of people started to blame it on Rasputin's influence. So the plot started, for the good of the country, we need to kill this monk. So Felix Yusupov and a couple of other co-conspirators invited him to a party where they baked him a cake. He didn't eat the cake, so they just shot him. But they were shitty about it. They, They shot him in the stomach or something. He, he was lived. shot three times, including right. a close range shot. A close range shot to his head. They shot him in the head, right? Yeah. But I'm t- then they threw him in the river. They didn't weigh him down or anything, so he just floated down the street pretty much, and uh, then and so, got found. And supposedly he was still breathing when he yeah, came out. That, of that's alive. a rumor. Right. But um, <laughs> he actually did eat the tea and cakes, and it just didn't kill him. It did not right. kill no. him. Mm-hmm. He did eat them. It's he actually also, in this movie. He also drank poisoned wine, and that did not kill him either. <laughs> and it wasn't until they like stabbed and shot him that he died. And there's a point where they thought he was dead, and just like in the movie, he popped back up. <laughs> and, 
and like Rasputin was very hard to kill. And so, eventually they kill him. They wrap him in a in a cloth and they throw him into an icy river over this bridge right. called the Boloshoy Petrovsky Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that we're, now that we've talked about the real history, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because before now before this happens, they talk about Rasputin and his character, uh-huh. which you find out is a gay pedo man with a sex addiction. Right, <laughs> right. It's uncomfortably hysterical. Yeah, it's so weird. And it, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable movie. Yes. Like, what right. about what about when he's like? So the pl- this is the plan. Conrad is going to Conrad sed- the son. Yeah, Conrad the young the young man is going to seduce Rasputin with his tight asshole, and then and then kill him. Yeah. Right. And Ray Fiennes is there as backup. Yeah. And Digimon Hansu is in the waiting in the fucking lurch. As is the as is the girl. The and maid. they have a poison right. cake. They and, have a poison right. cake. Yes, they're them. gonna give him the yeah. poison cake. But yeah. Rasputin does not want to fuck a young boy today. Nope. No, he wants uh-uh. an experienced man. Right, and he's talking so they, about this. They openly. go to a dinner party. While violently making Rasputin, out with the girl. <laughs> Rasputin walks in with two whores. Yes. Right? Yeah, and it's high look, society and he yes, just brings in He's in like this aristocratic, you know, Russian aristocracy <laughs> ball. And he walks in with two whores, one on each arm. They, they're he looks, straight heroin cheek. Immediately, yes. Yeah. Immediately looks at Ray Fiennes and curses at him. <laughs> like calls him a fucking English person. He calls him a waiter. Yeah. And then Ray Fiennes gives it right back. Yeah, it gives as well as he gets. Heard you could do some ballet dancing. Right. Why don't you go dance me over a drink? <laughs> and that turns on Rasputin. Yeah, he likes that. He likes to be talked down to. So then they sit down at dinner, it's and Ray so Fiennes pretty much explicitly tells Rasputin, I'm offering my son his asshole for an audience with the czar. Yes. It's classic Hollywood stuff. And Rasputin... And <laughs> It's like it's I am the Harvey right. Weinstein. It's it's uh what's his name? Kevin Kevin Spacey's having a meeting with um Brian Singer? No, the from Jaws, what's his name? Hooper. Oh, <laughs> Richard Ho- Dreyfus. Hooper brought his son to meet Kevin Spacey one day uh, allegedly. Oh, um, is this is, I never heard this. Oh yeah. Oh, oh explain this. Hooper brought his son he to just meet did. Kevin Spacey okay. one day yeah. allegedly. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so he's like he, he talks to the boy, and he can sense the boy's not into it enough. He wants a whore. So he starts making he out calls with him his boring. whore. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like, I want to fuck Ray Fiennes. <laughs> and yeah. Ray Fiennes is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> and they walk into a room. They go into a back room. With the poison cake. Yes. Top five most uncomfortable scenes. It's the weirdest scene I've like, ever seen. It's the weirdest scene I've ever seen in my fucking life. At least comedically. <laughs> like, it's, I couldn't... I couldn't like fathom somebody coming up with this. He, he goes, take he your pants off. a leg off. wound like it's a pussy. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> he, he eats the cake first. He Well, first he tells... <laughs> he eats the whole cake. First he tells Ray Fiennes, take off your pants. <laughs> and Ray Fiennes is sitting there. He goes, okay. He's, he's in he's in half like suit. And he's having and fun he's with his it. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. And then <laughs> change of pace. Wait, and then Rasputin starts doing like Gregorian chants <laughs> as, he's, massaging, as he's massaging like this old. He bullet tells him wound. he's gonna heal his old bullet wound because yes. he, he says yeah. I, it, it's like, important oh, to know. Leg. He's like, oh, you want me to heal that yeah. for you? It's important to know how the blood flows. Yeah. He's rubbing the leg, and you're like, is he trying to turn him on? Like, like, what, what is this? What's happening? Right. 
So then, and then he smells the cake. He smells the cake. He they smells start talking the about the cake. It's this almonds, and he just violently eats he it. Vi- the whole yeah, thing. he's like, he like eats an like animal. A savage. Yeah. And then you think like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And it, oh, he goes down. He starts licking the wound. <laughs> he starts licking the leg wound like it's a pussy. Yes. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he eats out Ray Fiennes. And Ray, and Ray Fiennes, Fiennes is going, oh. He's like, oh, yeah. Ray <laughs> Fiennes is orgasmically He's moaning. into it. He's yes. into it. Ray Fiennes like, <laughs> and he, he will tell Now asking him why he's here. And Ray Fiennes will tell him anything. Yes. It's so good. It's so weird. <laughs> Ray Fiennes is like, oh, yeah. He's like, why'd you come here? I came here oh, to kill you. I kill you. <laughs> And then, he, and then you, <laughs> it gets even more topped off because he does a sh- signature Aunt G throw up. He violently pukes. Yeah, he projectile vomits out the cake. Quickly, yes. Yeah. He quickly and he's vomits. like, ah! okay. Do you think I do that? I don't do that. You've done it twice in front of me? No, that's never happened. So, <laughs> so then he like walks over to the to the fire, to the hot fire, grabs a poker, yep. mm-hmm. and goes, you need to go into the cold Russian water. Yep. Yes. And that will heal your leg. And he puts him in. <laughs> they have a room that just opens up into the river. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's not safe. What if it floods? <laughs> <laughs> And when he first grabbed the hot poker, I'm assuming like, oh, they're gonna fight, and it's just a poke open yeah, the he's ice. Yeah, just gonna poke open the yeah. ice. He makes it's a hole so for ridiculously him. thick. Probably. So now Ray Fiennes walks into the river, <laughs> and Rasputin starts tries drowning. to drown him. Right, yeah. and that's when that's when the, the sun and uh, Digimon, Digimon Hansu, Hansu yeah. break through the wall, uh, break and, through the door, and they have a fight <laughs> that is incredibly choreographed. Probably the best fight scene ever it's made. It's the most choreographed <laughs> fight scene since Anakin fought Darth Maul. I mean, since Obi Wan. <laughs> I think it's better. Oh, it's way better. It's better. This is great. Because on top of that, like, the, and the Russian music is playing. Yes. The ballet, <laughs> the ballet moves are insane. At one point, actually two or three times, Rasputin jumps to dodge something, but does a ballet jump. Yes. Where he's like in the air, legs and arms up. He's doing it's flamboyant hysterical. Russian dances. It is so and funny. He's kicking them he's in the face. He's doing the kicks. Yeah. He's doing the spins when he has a knife in his right. hand. It's a big knife fight. And they're trying fight. to fight him and they oh. just can't. He's kicking their ass. It's so were, good. Were you laughing your ass off? Yes. I was like, this is crazy. He stabs, <laughs> he stabs Digimon with opium. Yeah, he's out for the count. And now the son's like, I got to do something. Son's he on pull, his own. Pulls out the gun. Pulls out the gun and he's go- he, he shoots Rasputin. Ray Fiennes comes out of the water, by the way, and he's like incapacitated because he's all he's cold. All fucked up, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and they, it's a crazy fight so scene insane. that's awesome. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's great. But what's, <laughs> int- what's great is that they followed true to the story that we said about Rasputin. So he was poisoned with the cake. Yep. He was shot. He stabbed. He was stabbed. And then in order to kill him, they have to drown him. Right. They, well, no, they, they go sh- through everything. No, he's he drowns. He gets up. He gets up. And then they shoot him in the in head. The, the, marks, this, the girl. The girl comes, the girl in, the comes in and, she shoots, and just shoots him in the head. <laughs> it is utterly, it's so much fun and yeah. so insane because... <laughs> It's Rasputin. Right. It's a blast to watch. It's so funny. This was great. It's, yeah. the, it's the best. Everything in Russia is the best thing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 fight scene, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and this is a Matthew Vaughn signature. He loves putting oh, yeah. together these amazing fight sequences. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the fight sequence in the church in the first Kingsman oh, may God. be equal to this. It, it's on par. It's insane. It's probably better as a fight scene, but yeah. for, this sheer, is fun. for sheer fun, this is the best fight scene probably ever filmed. It's incredible. Yeah, I've never had that I mean, much. Come on, I I've never no for sure fun. I've never had that you much ever fun. Seen a Jackie Chan movie, D- dude. <laughs> I never laughed that hard at a fight scene. Mm. You know that's what I mean. Okay. It, it was really perfect, <laughs> and it was fast, so fast. 
Uh, but what, yeah, I don't even thing. know what happens next. What happens so next? So after they kill Rasputin... Rasputin's gone. They gotta get someone else to do gotta, the job. Well, now they're pissed, and they yeah. gotta get Lenin. They gotta bring Lenin. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah. yeah. That happens already? Yeah. Yeah. After Rasputin... They go back to England like victory. Yeah, they're yeah. happy, and they're on the train. Right. And, yeah. and, and the Conrad kid's like, I still wanna go, still, I still wanna go fight. And I if you, if you know anything about Kingsman, if it's overly happy... It's you're about to get taken down a peg. Uh-huh. So then, uh, Len- <laughs> so then the evil guy is like Lenin. You need to start communism. Start yes. a revolution. Right. Go do your thing. And he's like, okay, awesome. Yes. And he's like, the left will outweigh the right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, I'm gonna get the communism going in Russia. Now, I mean, sure. Uh, let's talk about the real thing that happened. Uh, Lenin was in Switzerland. He was contacted by the German government, given a bunch of rubles, and said, go do your thing. Not far off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. They, they really stood true. But they, um, here's where they, the movie was, I'm not going to say bad, because it wasn't bad. It was fine. It was inaccurate. It was inaccurate. You know, it's not exactly the, uh, the picture of a historical epic, but yeah. <laughs> it shows the czar resigning, uh, stepping down to Lenin. Which is not what happened. He, he did resign, though. He stepped down from the throne, but he did. There was a spontaneous revolution. All right. So remember, I said that um, when he when he took over the war, the blame was starting to be placed yes. on him. Now that Rasputin's gone, they killed him. Now it's real. Now they see. Oh, it's not Rasputin. It's you. It's you. Right. The people rise up in Saint Petersburg. They overthrow the czar. He's forced to abdicate, and they have this provisional government now. They, the provisional government, wants to keep fighting the war, so the war keeps going. The Germans want to throw Lenin in because they know the Bolsheviks, Bolsheviks, will end the war. So go ahead. Here's a bunch of money. Get on a train through Finland, and sure enough, he ended up in Saint Petersburg and took over the government. And skipping, I maybe this may be a little ahead. The royal family, they are all killed and shot. That is down the road. That's well, I skipped ahead in the movie a bit, but it does happen. The communists kill them. The communists, but kill they're them. kept. They're kept alive essentially in in a prison. That's they put them in this house, out way out in the the east. And just keep them under guard for a while until eventually the the communists decide we have no use for you. We're going to kill you. And there's also there in the movie there they, one of the ways they're commonly like commonly pictured of getting killed is in front of a photo like a photographer, where they get their picture taken and they're all gunned down. I've heard that. I've also and that's, heard that's the, that they just got thrown in a basement and were machine gunned. Yeah, that's the legend of the movie mm-hmm. that the movie went with. I think it's more cinematic that way. Sure. So they went with that version of events, mm-hmm. but they are all gunned down. Skipping ahead slightly. Yeah, they're saints now in the Eastern Orthodox Church. Are they? Uh, well, Nicholas is at least. Okay, so Conrad joins the army, and I believe they reference the Lusitania. That there is an American ship that got sunk, and Americans it's are It's not pissed. an American it's a British ship, but uh, I, I missed that if they did say it. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Uh, they don't say Lusitania, but they say basically that they've sunk American ships trying to bring things to the British. Which is very true. So I that was what the Lusitania was, correct? Lusitania is a British passenger ship. Okay. Um, there were 100 Americans on board. And they found out decades later that it was, in fact, smuggling weapons. But the German U-boats, yeah, they sunk the Lusitania. It was a big outrage in the United States, but that didn't trigger the war right away. Yeah. Well, this next thing is kind of what really helped it. Mm. The Zimmerman Telegram. The Zimmerman Telegram. 
So uh, the Germans, anticipating that sooner or later the United States is going to get involved, tried to lessen the American focus, I guess you could say, on sending troops to Europe by trying to get the Mexicans... Putting a war on their doorstep. Right, trying to get the Mexicans to declare war on the USA. Crazy idea. (laughs) Blew up in their face. Now, some would say... The British were tapped into their lines and uncovered... It's it's done actually pretty well in the movie. Yeah. Now, some people tend to believe that that the Zimmerman telegraph is a fake. It's a fake! (laughs) Kind of like Mm, DS9. Right. Uh, Where do you fall on that? I think it's real. Me too. Yeah, real. But... You know, if we're talking about DS9. Now, was this, mm-hmm. um, you know, was the, because maybe I my. I can live with it. <laughs> and I can live <laughs> Maybe my, my timeline <laughs> is wrong. How are they sending messages? How, how do they send that? Was that with the Enigma yet? There is a cable that was laid decades earlier underneath the Atlantic Ocean. It's a legitimate wire. It goes from New York to London uh, and then spread out from there. Is it like Morse code? Yes. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, how was that done? Because I know I I don't remember when the Enigma machine was used. If in that's World War Two, World yeah. War Two. Okay, yeah. that's um, a, that was my question. But it is coded messages, and the British are listening mm-hmm. to it, and their code ca- their code breakers actually broke the code. The Germans don't know this, so the Germans had to, uh, the British had to get the message to the Americans that this had been sent without tipping off the Germans that they had broken their codes because they want to keep reading them. Obviously, yeah. reading their messages. So I could be wrong on how this went down exactly, but to my memory, uh, they went to their ambassador in Mexico and got the Mexicans to turn it over to the Americans. Oh, okay. Zimmerman actually admitted it was his at one point in the hopes that— Years later? No, while this is happening, Mm -hmm. in the hopes that him admitting it would appease America— Mm. and get them to not get involved, but it had the opposite effect where now everyone was fucking pissed. Right. <laughs> Zimmerman thought that, you know, look, I did it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, let's forget this. They didn't invade you. And we were like, nah, fuck nah, you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we came in. So in the movie, we are introduced to Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> my, my least favorite president by far. A oh, man yeah. I despise with every fiber oh, yeah. of my being. <laughs> Uh, we are introduced to him, and you know, and he gets the telegram, and he, you know, just says he's not going to do anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, Conrad is on the battlefield of World War II. Well, why is he not going to do anything? Did does that happen? We find out later. Or? They say right now that he's like, I, I got he's an on election. the fence about it. I yeah, got an he, election. He kept, you know, well, he did run on the platform. He kept us out of war. Yes, that's and he's like, <laughs> I ran on that. You know, and yeah. I'm not going to get involved. We find out later why. So. Now we get to the part where Conrad... Conrad goes off to war. He's in war. He joins... He's old enough to go out on his own, so he goes, mm-hmm. but... Uh, he is not allowed to fight. Because Orlando... Ray Fiennes went to the king. Yeah. To uh, lean on him and get him to, you know... Put him in, like, cushy jobs. Yes. So he finds a random Scotsman, mm-hmm. and he's like, come here. And he switches places with the Scotsman, mm-hmm. who is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who also played Kickass, mm-hmm. who is that's another Matthew Vaughn franchise, and he got to use his you know same actor again in a little role, mm-hmm. and they switch roles, and now we get to the war sequence where Conrad is in a <laughs> trench in a kilt as a Scotsman, he's in like a Scottish platoon, mm-hmm. the Black Watch, the Black Watch, and he sees a German soldier running across no man's land. Mm-hmm waving a union flag 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And the guy gets like obliterated. And they're like, he had secret plans. He was a spy. Uh, we need five volunteers to come with us to get this. So he volunteers. He volunteers along mm-hmm. with a couple of other guys. And they go across, they go into no man's land in the middle of the night. This scene is so fucking badass. It's how cool so is this scene? So fucking badass. And they come across Germans also going for the. Also, bash you crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> well, they're, ridiculous. They're they're going for the they're both going for the plans, but mm-hmm. they can't use their guns. Otherwise, they're gonna they get don't want to tip off the other side, and then they'll all get obliterated. Right, so yeah. they all pull they, out their knives. They all have a silent agreement. We're gonna do. We're this gonna fucking... do this hand to hand. Yeah, <laughs> and they just have an out and out brawl. Yes, it's badass and it's cool. And some of the yeah. Germans don't even bother to take off their gas masks while they're yep. fighting. <laughs> Eventually, we get to uh, a point where Conrad is about to die, and the guy that he volunteered for pulls out his gun mm-hmm. to save him which now <laughs> causes hell to rain down on him yes and the he, flares go up it's a cool scene yeah and, and then the machine guns open up just all over and the place and he dives into a thing and he finds the he finds the, the spy so spy he's is alive. alive he's still alive and he's like I got these plans missing a leg though <laughs> we gotta get back Mm-hmm. So Conrad No he says You gotta get back You gotta get back And Conrad's like Uh uh-uh, uh we're going back And he yeah. puts him on his shoulders And it's clear they're referencing 1917 right Yes Yeah yeah They were doing I, 1917 Yeah I guess so Well I mean Kind of They're doing the Kingsman version They're doing the it. Kingman version But in the Kingsman version If there's one thing you know Something's gonna go off like, nothing is perfect in the Kingsman, and that's yeah. why I love it. So he carries the fucking dude. <laughs> he's running it. And he's running across these... I don't know how he makes it through this. Well, he does, that's the thing. It's supposed to be so comical and unbelievable, right. and it stops you short, which is what they did. Because uh-huh. he's running with the guy, and the machine gun's fire is going off, right. and it's it's the straight Stormtrooper-esque shooting where everything's missing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets artillery. He, he gets <laughs> and blown he gets, up. He flies into the trench. <laughs> The guy he's trying to save is dead, and yeah. he, I guess, breaks his fall, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And he lives, so he gets up, and he's got the, the spy he's shit. Like, I got the plans. We got to get this to someone. What are the plans again? They say it. It's the it's the proof of the Zimmerman telegraph. Oh, that it's real. Yeah, yeah. it's the proof it's real. Uh-huh. But they say it later. You don't know at this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I got these plans. We got to get them back. And they're like, he's like, what's your name? I'm Archie Reed. And another Scotsman goes, you're not Archie Reed. Uh, uh, Archie Reed? Archie Reed? <laughs> you're not Archie Reed? Who are you? He goes, don't worry, I, I, I'm not. And he tries Ernest. to explain himself. He tries to explain, but not Scots don't give it. a fuck. He goes, you're a fucking German spy. And boom. Blasts him, <laughs> blasts him in right the face. In the face. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw this? I, well, for, like I said, my wife went, <laughs> <laughs> And then I just went, Whoa, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> See, I, that's my reaction. Not surprising he dies, but cool way to do it. Because, <laughs> like, they were so happy at the birthday, and then they succeeded. Yeah. I'm like, they're killing this guy. This is our hero. They're killing him. <laughs> so now um, Lenin's revolution uh, has succeeded. The communists right. won. This is when we right. see, like, all that shit. So, so now, now Russia's out of the war. We've yeah. got the Kaiser Schlacht coming up. DuPont mm-hmm. and Mahdi Hari are... Right. <laughs> we got to talk about the Mahdi Hari, right? <laughs> so, who is the Mahdi Hari? Mahdi Hari is a Dutch national. Yep. She is a famous exotic dancer. Yeah. She's like an exotic dancer. She actually had been living with the Boers down in uh, Cape Town with her first husband. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, that's, that's incorrect. She wasn't... She, she was living in Indonesia. With her first husband, 
because Indonesia at this time is a Dutch colony. And that is where she learned all these Eastern dances and stuff and adopted this exotic Eastern persona as someone from Indonesia. Yeah. And she's a white woman. She's Dutch. Marriage didn't work out with that. Her kids, uh, I think, got taken away from her or something. And she's back in Holland now. And because she's a Dutch national, Holland uh, is the, you know, the Netherlands are not part of the war. They're neutral. So she's able to cross borders. And she is acting as a spy for both the French and the Germans. Yeah. She's double agent. She kind of, so the reason, she kind of, so it's never confirmed if she's a double agent. And I do feel a little bad for her in real life. Because well, the reason the French, the, so her husband was on the front lines of France. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, he was a French soldier, her like new her husband, second, husband. second yeah. husband. And she wanted mm-hmm. to be able to go see him. And basically the French were like, if you do this for us, if you spy in Germany mm-hmm. and you get us information, you know, we'll like let you do this. And right. she's kind of a celebrity and she would sleep with, at this point, any famous man, like politician, right. anything, even before she was with her husband. So then she goes she's down. trying and, to screw her way through the German high Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she had already been doing this like throughout all of Europe. Like she's known for just fucking high profile mm-hmm. men. And she goes to Germany and she's like trying to sleep her way to the top and get information. Eventually she's caught. And then she's kind of sold out, and the French are like, she's a double— The well, French arrested her under they, the suspicion that she was spying for the Germans. Yeah, but she she was doing kind of her job, and they mm. blamed her for the death of 50,000 men, kind of made her a scapegoat, and mm. she died in real life. Well, not that she died in real life. They had her exit. They firing well, they, squatted they, her. Yeah, they firing squatted her. They, the French executed her. The French killed her, yeah. But in this movie— Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> One other tidbit about her. Even as a stripper, she would never show her breasts. Because she did not like her breasts. Oh, yeah, I there's pictures that. of her online, like bottomless, like full, like mm-hmm. bush, but they, she, you will not see her boobs. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> anyway. Very sad. So the Matahari's there with Charles Dupont, who, yeah. by the way, dies in the movie but lived to be 70 in real life. <laughs> I guess they were like, we need like a, an American we can say right. is like evil and involved. <laughs> so that's, that's the one that gets a little low. Uh, that's probably the most inaccurate thing yeah. overall, almost. Right. Well, I mean, the Matahari has seduced Woodrow Wilson and is doing crazy exotic dances in the Oval Office. And it's all being filmed from outside in, like, high-definition black-and-white film. Like, did you see this? Yeah. Like, what is that? So, basically, they're going to frame Woodrow Wilson with a scandal. Right. They're having sex in the Oval Office, and it's implied that she's going to blow him. Right, and that's why the Americans have not joined the war yet. Because Woodrow Wilson doesn't want to get this exposed. Right. Because it's not 1996 when getting blown in the Oval Office will end your career. By the way, I've said Charles DuPont. That's his uh, ancestor, and I meant Alfred DuPont. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to correct myself. Anyway, so that is her role in this. Uh, she is blackmailing the uh, American, American government. Yes, right. and DuPont is kind of the middleman. Right. The the at this point, uh, Ray Fines is an alcoholic. He has. They have mm-hmm. a funeral for the son. Yeah, and he like gives the worst speech ever. Like, just damning all things. <laughs> His son would have hated it. Uh, and he's kind of, like, chastising the king for war. <laughs> but he is now uh, despondent. Yeah. And he's in his house, and he's just being a drunk. And the king shows up, actually. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, I changed my name from Cox Sor- Sorborn to Windsor. Uh, uh, 
He changed it to it sound more English. Oh, oh. He changes Sax it to Colburn. Sax Colburn. He changes it to Windsor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he gives him a speech and, you know, Ray Fiennes kind of isn't into it. And then when... Uh, he gives his son a medal. When the nurse... Yeah, he gives his son the... Not the Iron Cross. Uh, what's uh, it called? Victoria Cross. Victoria mm-hmm. Cross. It's like the um, British Medal of Honor. Yeah. And he gives it to him. You know, he's like, okay. And he's still <laughs> upset. And then uh, the nurse, she's about to quit. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality right. check for Ray Fiennes. He's got to pull it takes himself is, together uh, and save the world. All it takes is yeah. a hot woman for you to forget about your dead son who probably died about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she is quite hot. Oh, she's hot, yeah. <laughs> so, so then they come together and they have a plan. Mm-hmm. Where they're gonna, you know, track down. The- How do they find out where? The- okay, wait, no, there's the cashmere, the cashmere yeah. so wait, from the fucking Ray rare ghost. Goes to the White House and beats up the Mata Hari. No, no, he goes to an ambassador. He goes to an ambassador played by Stanley Tucci, who shows up for some reason. He's just there, and and he meets the Mata Hari in the lobby. And he um, <laughs> and immediately just kicks her ass. Well, she she takes her cloth off. <laughs> she takes her like scarf off and whips it in front of his face, and then comes at Brandish him with a, a knife. knife. That yeah. happened to you once, didn't it? It did, which is what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me. I so when I was in high school, this this uh, kid, he like we were gonna we just I was the wrestling captain, and he was not towing the line. He was a wrestler, and he he was a wrestler yeah. as well, and he said, "Fight me." And I said, all right, you're challenging my authority. After practice, we'll go outside. And we went outside, and it's freezing cold. There's, like, snow and ice everywhere. And he whips his shirt off, and he whips it in front of my face, blinding my vision. And then I get hit with a hook. And I eat a hook right on my jaw, and I don't go down. And I come up. And then I beat his ass, and I threw a bunch of punches, and I ended up choking him out. And Is this before or after you made him drink piss? This is before. Oh. So, oh, so the piss yeah. was revenge? <laughs> the piss was just added and to... All right, so now we got to explain this. Yes, we do. We so, gotta, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so this kid was, you know, he had already fought me. I wasn't a fan. But he would do this weird habit of... He's a filthy person. He's a filthy oh, yeah. person. Oh, he yeah. would pick up random Gatorade bottles on the floor... Of the lunchroom. Of the lunchroom or wherever and drink them. So half... You know, half-filled Pe- gar- drinks. People's garbage. People's yeah. garbage, and he would drink it. He'd eat out of a garbage can. You know, he's a filthy person. <laughs> he wasn't poor. I don't know. Like, he well, wasn't. you knew him be- personally more No, than he me. wasn't poor. So it's like, he just did this. <laughs> yeah, he just did this, you know, to be a filthy person. So one time, me you and knew the, he did this, so me you... and the other wrestlers were like, do you think you can get him? I was like, I don't know. Let's find out. So I pissed in a Gatorade bottle. You and left it, it on the floor. It was like a nice looking full one. You know, I made sure it was lemon lime. <laughs> oh my god. And I left it on the floor. And we're all like practicing. We're running stairs and he sees it. He's like, oh man. And he's drinking it. And he's like, this tastes like piss. Oh, it's piss. <laughs> and like <laughs> And he's all upset and all the wrestlers are happy. And I'm like, my trap worked. <laughs> Proudest moment. It's up there. <laughs> if I ever meet the devil, me and him will reminisce about that day. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he chokes out the Matahari. Yes. And he feels the with cashmere. Her own, with her own scarf. Yeah. And now we get a close up of the cloth, right? And we do the Matthew Vaughn transition mm-hmm. again, just like the uh, mustache, mm-hmm. where it comes up and it comes down, and we're in a new scene. 
and he's at the Kingsman Tailors, and he's like, where is this cloth from? They're like, it's from these goats, which are only here <laughs> on the goat, goat mountain. And they show a picture of the goat mountain. <laughs> and Tom Brady's there, and he's just like, bye. It's like, we got to go. <laughs> So now it's like, all right, well, we have to assault the Goat Mountain now. They and do a plan. And they're yeah. going to fly a plane? They fly a plane, yep. And they're, they're going to parachute get, um, down. The negatives of <laughs> the film of the Matahari seducing the president. Yep. Yeah. So that they can destroy it and the America will be free to involve itself in the European conflict. Mind you, now this is a an evil genius on the top of an isolated mountain who can't hear a plane coming. There's yes. no planes... That That's fly true. there, they have a big elevator. Yeah, well, a, plane, a plane would be noticed. <laughs> Wouldn't a propeller plane be relatively quiet, though? It's still a plane. It's still an engine. You get close enough, you're going to hear And he's it. also parachuting, yeah. right? So, Well, well, we'll get to that. we got to talk yeah. about this because <laughs> shit goes the awry. The plan is, Ray Fiennes is going to fly the plane. He's going to parachute off the plane, land on the top, take control of the elevator <laughs> lift thing, Digimon Hansu then rushes in on the bottom on so an he, elevator so that he can get on the elevator and Ray Fonz can pull him up. Meanwhile, they're all being covered by the girl with a sniper rifle who's going to kill dudes on the ground to clear a path for Digimon Hansu. Who is in a den filled of goat cheese. Yes. Is that what that was? I thought it was just the wood from the cabin. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. giant round things of cheese. Goat mountain, goat cheese. Goat cheese, bro. <laughs> that feta. Yeah. <laughs> Although it didn't look like feta, but yeah. it, was, it was clearly wheels of cheese. Because when, when when the shit went down and I saw some of the goat cheese gets destroyed, spoiler alert, I was very upset. I said, not the goat cheese. <laughs> so Ray finds, you know, he ends up parachuting and he barely makes it. Uh, and yeah. he's, he's in a crevice of the mountain, yes. of Goat Mountain. And he climbs up slowly. And when he's at the top, what is he greeting Wait, with? You, you, are, you are skipping... Some he, crazy he details some here. He has some difficulties. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to get into it, <laughs> the plane. He he goes to fly the plane. He loses control. He gets stuck in the wing and has to cut himself out. Right. And then he he's... propels out. The plane is now crashing, right. which the guy would hear. The plane, he pulls yeah, right. the parachute, and it's working for a brief moment. But then he gust crashed, of wind happens. Crashes, crashes with the, the parachute. The, oh, the parachute's brand new, by the way. Like he's it's like, brand this new. is an invention. It's a new invention. The parachute. Yeah, right. new invention. It fails. He then has to make custom ice picks out of his shoes. Yeah, he had yeah knives they in have shoes. knives. He have knives. So he has to use this to get ice picks, right. cut off this thing. There's a goat next to him. Yeah, the goat shows him the way. Oh, the goat those shows shoes, him the way. by the way, are standard issue for future Kingsmen, right? They, they are. Really? They're standard issue, yeah. yes. You're the right. Ro- the, the old Rosa Kleb from yep. Russell with Love Special. Yep. He does a little bit of parkour. Yes. To get to the top. And then the goat helps him up. And then the no, well, first no, he gets headbutted. The goat but- headbutts him. Because <laughs> goats are dicks. <laughs> and then I wrote, how much is too much? Because the, it just kept going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so then he holds on to the goat. It pulls him up. Right. He pulls is now up. confronted with... A giant Indiana Jones man. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and they have a fight with at the elevator. I think right. we could do he run, Yeah, he sneaks to the elevator. He has to sneak in and there's yeah. this big guy. Yeah. And he he ends up getting saved by uh the girl who snipes a bunch of people, Digimon Hansu, and this big guy dies. Yep. Alfred DuPont falls to his death. Yes, DuPont yeah. is on the elevator and they cut the elevator and DuPont falls to his death screaming. <laughs> he dies in a plume of smoke. Yes. And then Digimon Hansu is catapulted up to the top where he <laughs> gets involved in fighting the giant Indiana off. Jones man and cuts his head off. <laughs> Midair, mind you. It's, it's so ridiculous. 
So then they storm through. They kick a bunch of people's right. asses they on Gold Mountain. They get the film. Yep. They throw it down to the girl. She goes away with it. So now that mission accomplished. But, but, but. they've realized that this is the lair of the evil Scotsman. So we must <laughs> now. Gotta get him. We gotta get him. It's all out assault on the Scotsman. So now they, the two of them run inside and do battle. Yup, and they fight. Ray finds, like, is fighting him, and the guy is like, you know, I'm not a gentleman, fuck you, I don't have, like, a code of ethics. He well, he said himself to be Kitchener's aide. Yep. Yes, who I yeah. believe they took inspiration from the real guy, right. Dunesk. Yes. That's my personal thought. Right. And, and he has a cool gadget. He's he got a, a real, sword. He has a, gun a sword gun, and he he shoots Digimon. Yes. Well, Digimon takes a bullet for Ray. Takes Fine. a bullet, right. and you're like, no. <laughs> so they they end up having a fight. Ray finds is gonna fall off the cliff. He's about to die. They do some cool stuff in this fight. And then the yeah, it's a it's a cool. They fight. like a Zoro homage, and yeah. I love the shot. It's a close shot of like the sword from almost a first. It's, person It's a little angle. dizzying, but it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, the goat ends up knocking the man off the mountain. <laughs> well, what if, you're also forgetting the, the shield. There was a random like phalanx shield. It's a it's a Gaelic shield. Gaelic shield. It's it's it, it blocks a grenade and sends him through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's really over the top. Right. <laughs> but yeah, goats are assholes. The, the goat g- impales his leg. Yeah. But he he before he's the it's the same goat he chopped his horn yes. off in the uh-huh. beginning. It's mad at him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it impales the villain's leg, and then doesn't it push him off the mountain? Yeah, I think so. No. It doesn't push him off the mountain. Ray Ray Fiennes grabs him. Yeah, and he's holding him by the And he's holding him. Oh, yeah. And he says, you can't do it. You won't kill me. And he's like, the man before you wouldn't have, but now I'm going to be the the man my son wanted me to be be, or wanted to be. And he cuts the the cashmere thing and he falls to his death. He cuts it with the Victoria Cross. Yep. Yes. Really cool ending. And then he's like, how we're getting down from the mountain? We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know yet, but they got to figure it out. Then we... The Americans join the war, and history can play out as it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to um, the the Kingsman, the, Kingsman the first tailor group, shop. The Kingsman tailor shop, and Ray Fiennes now mm-hmm. has established a cabal of agents, and it's going to be the first Kingsman, which don't answer to a government. Mm-hmm. And op- does that link yes. up with the other movies? Yes. yes. Right. And this is the start of that and secret agent. They start to say what their code names are, which are all Knights of the Round Table. Yes. In the first movie, that is they that tell they you are? those code names. They all have the same code name, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you die in your Lancelot, you're going to be replaced by Lancelot. A new yep. Lancelot. It's will really come. cool. And that's that's, that's the movie. That's, that's the movie. That's the movie. Now there is a post credit. Did you guys see it? No. I did not because I was okay. busy as hell. So at the end of the movie, and this is something that when I say what it is, you're going to know why it enrages me. So at the end of the movie, <laughs> Eric Jan Han Heusen is not dead. Right? The German guy. The German guy. The hypnotist dude. And he meets up with Lenin. And Lenin is like, I'm so strong on the left. I need someone from the right. And oh, who man. walks in? Hitler? Hitler. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Lenin, I would like you to meet Adolf Hitler. So that's what angered you? Well, it angers me anytime Hitler is called right wing. Because no. <laughs> because the Nazis are not right wing, they're leftist. But they, they didn't they didn't say be a right. They said they need someone. 
No, they said we need the right hand, meaning the right wing, to be as strong as the left wing. And balance it. And anyone knows, <laughs> yeah, like know. you guys know, it yeah. bothers me so much yes. when the Nazis are classified as right wing, yeah. as right wing. Right. They're leftist. They're mm-hmm. socialist. Like their economic yeah. policies, everything about them is leftist. And fucking read an economic books about the fucking Nazis if you're gonna come at me with this. Or just four hour videos on. There's four. Well, people will be like, then you think not? Uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo wings are made of buffalo because they're fucking idiots. No, there's a. There's a there's four <laughs> There's four-hour videos on YouTube breaking down the economics of the fucking Nazis. They're leftists. They're socialists. May not be yeah. your brand of socialism or leftism, but it is what it fucking is. Yeah. And that that enrages me anytime it happens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the Kingsman? What a fucking ride this movie was. <laughs> it was fun as hell. I haven't had this much fun watching a movie in forever. That makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. What what do you rate it at ten? I'm giving it another eight. This was just a blood. I see. I I feel weird putting this on the same level as like a great like classic movie. But they're An different. Epic, yeah. They're different things, and yeah. you get different things out of them. Yeah. So it's opinions. It's, it's a blast. This movie's fucking blast. It's an eight. It's an eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going nine. I'm going nine. Nine. Wow. I loved it. I loved it. I give I, it. I, I I hate action movies like at at their core, and this was. I also am not a big fan of spy movies, and this was just. Blew, blew me out of the water just like all the Kingsmen. I loved it. This is an eight. It's an eight from me. Mm. Love it. Love this movie. It's great. I have no complaints about it. I hope Matthew Vaughn makes a million movies like this. Oh, yeah. I, would I love, see all of them. I would love to see them give him a Bond movie, even though I've seen it with Kingsman. It is, that's what it is, give right? him Give him Bond, and like he could do a PG-13. I just think the action would be but so do, good. But do you want Bond to be that silly? Would yes. you, you like a silly Bond? I love every flavor of Bond. That's just great. There's always like another Roger one. Roger Moore in like the 80s stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, just, I wasn't sure about that, his that personal. That more silly. Take. It just can't be. It's campy. It's like Batman 66. Because yeah. like, like the Kingsman is like, it's a level of silly that is unseen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> So uh, I do want to talk real quick before we go about what the movie I feel is about. So real quick, I want to talk about what the movie's about. And I feel it is about a victory of gentlemanlyism. Or gen- gentlemanism, being a gentleman <laughs> over over like savagery, like and if you think of the way the villains are, they're all like they all have values that run counter to like aristocracy, aristocracy, uh, uh, aristocracy, aristocracy, yeah, aristocracy and like gentleman behavior. Like Rasputin's like a savage shoving the cakes, and he has a big beard. Ray finds when he's at his lowest point, he has a beard and he's disheveled. Mm-hmm. And it's when he's clean shaven and you know, and a stiff upper lipped Brit that they could find victory. Scott, like a Scottish accent, is considered like a rougher accent, mm-hmm. right? The villain is portrayed as that. The the villain is against. Um, social norms and um, you know these, he wants to turn things on his head it's almost communist in, in that way like the social revolution yeah. the Marxist revolution but he doesn't come out and say that at all he, he, he's mad at England for some nationalistic reason but, he's, but it's also about just the upper class yeah exactly in that sense there's almost a I'm not going to say conservative, like almost like a Christian tinge to the movie. Well, mm. I, this is uh, another thing yeah. about Matthew Vaughn. I suspect that he is a secret conservative filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I will give you a couple of reasons why. 
They definitely. This movie definitely had those. This movie definitely has like some conservative values yeah. in it, and they're right mm-hmm. about traditional yep. values and stuff yes. like that. Lenin is portrayed as like an evil shitbag. Right. Communists are not portrayed favorably. Mm-hmm. In one of his movies, he has Barack Obama's head explode. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the the, yeah. <laughs> the the villains in the two other K- Kingsman movies, mm-hmm. one of them is a like Greta Thurn- Thornburg Thunberg Thunberg style like eco person, eco person yeah. who like mm-hmm. wants like you know to end global warming at all costs, and then the other person is someone that wants to repeal mm-hmm. all drug laws, mm-hmm. and like those are his villains, right? And there's He's almost a trad dude. I'm convinced, and like he never has spoken openly about his politics. But like I'm a, I'm a big fan of his work mm-hmm. and like I'm not seeing any other filmmaker putting shit like this out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And it gets me thinking big time. Right. Um, I think you're right. It it's about the political revolution without the social revolution, which is a almost Americanism. He does not look favorably on the monarchs. Like I said, they're por- they're portrayed cartoonishly and almost imbecilic. Except for George V. He's England is is immune to any criticism. Well, he's English, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's going to sit here and be like monarchy is is good government and that in that way. So it, it there's there's almost a, a you know a Christian tradition in that it is right or okay to rebel against a man or man made institution, but not God's institution which would be the social hierarchies of the world so and that's what communism does you know i'm not going to put any words in this guy's mouth this is just how this is how we were interpreting and what we think of him he could be a communist for all we know right that he's like i'm just trying to make a good movie Mm -hmm. but like you know i'm a fan of his regardless of his politics i think he makes awesome movies you know and I hope he makes a million more like this. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, would you guys be down for a sequel if he did it? Oh yeah, World War Two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, this is great. All right. So, uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> no, no, I think no, we, no, we, said we covered everything. everything yeah. 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 All right. So let's get out of here. Say goodbye, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. <laughs> so again, want to give a big thanks to. Uh, TSD Town Studios for letting us do the show here. Big appreciated to Walt Bright Q. Big thanks to Getem for helping us out with audio and getting the podcast, hopefully sounding it as good as it does. Follow Reviewing History on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you. Send an email at <laughs> reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Send a you can go only there. So Letterbox.com. I'm Brian Rupert on there. I write reviews for every single movie I watch and I rank them. In our show notes, you will see all of us publish our list ranking uh, the movies we watch for the show. Other than that, thanks for joining us, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.